Welcome, welcome, geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to a brand new edition of geek to me Radio. Today we are joined by the Director of Marketing for Marcus Theatres, Mr. Brett Hoffman, talking all about his new... He's got the opening for Mid-Rivers Mall. We're going to talk about some of other movies coming out. Then we're going to talk with actor-director Ella Rowan Chen about her projects. Stand by. We're talking TV, comics and movies, and video games. St. Louis area right now hearing us on the big 550 KTRS. We appreciate your tuning in. If you're streaming this on Instagram or if you're on Twitch and YouTube, thank you for tuning in. Want to give a shout out to the Heels Hall players. We got some new listeners there uh, tuning in tonight as well. And normally you'd hear me talk about one of our show sponsors, our official movie sponsor, Marcus Theaters Movie Tavern. But tonight you get to talk right to the man himself, the director of marketing for Marcus Theaters, Mr. Brett Hoffman. Brett, how are you? I'm doing great. Good, good, good. This is exciting. Uh, I, you know, we, we've been partnered now for a while, and I love all the renovations you guys have done to the DePair, obviously Ronnie's, and all the stuff you guys are doing. But this is uh, Midrivers Mall is reopening like a butterfly coming out of a cocoon. Well, that's exactly right. We're reopening this Friday, May 7th, and technically it's a reopening since the cinema's been there for quite some time. But in reality, this is certainly an entirely new entertainment experience because I'll tell you, floor to ceiling, wall to wall, carpet to tile, the entire theater has been redone. And I think it's going to look beautiful, just like those other theaters that you talked about, because we're putting in 100% Dream Loungers. There's a super screen DLX large format theater with Dolby Atmos immersive sound. We've got expanded food and beverage with our real sizzle concept of burgers, tenders, shakes, and ice cream. Mm. And there is a Take 5 lounge in a bar that has a massive movie theater-sized screen in it. It's the biggest one we've ever put in a bar before. So I'll tell you, whether it's before the movie, after the movie, or during the movie, we have you covered at this entirely new cinema at Mid-River Small. I'm terribly excited. You've been kind enough to do a private cinema for me to see Wrath of Man May 7th. And we've got some people lined up. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to that, too. If you're listening, just keep listening because I'm going to throw out a trivia question. i got to think of a good one. And you can uh, text in the answer. The text lines here at the station are 84126. Just make sure to type your name and the answer to the trivia question. We give it out here a little bit uh, later on in this segment. Um, the the thing I've loved about the renovations is just how comfortable it is. And especially with the coming out of the pandemic, you guys have put all the safety features in. So there are some people listening right now who may not have heard our previous segment when we had you on. Talk about a little bit about all the safety procedures you put into place. And I can only assume that's going to be the same, if not more, at the new Mid-Rivers location. 
Oh, that's exactly right. And anyone looking to find out what is my first experience going to be going back to the movies can just go to marcusleaders.com slash reopening. We have all the stuff there. But I'll tell you this much. You're going to be very comfortable and very safe when you come to Mid-Rivers or any of our theaters. Social distancing applies at all of our theaters. Um, we have staggered seating inside the auditorium so that you're sitting by yourself whenever you buy tickets. And then also we have masks required for all of the attendees. So all of the standard pro- protocols are in place. Everything is very safe. And I think you're going to find the way we have Showtime staggered and the way we're bringing people in, this is one of the safest ways to enjoy a film with close friends and family. And I'll tell you what, if you've been going out doing anything else, whether it's grocery shopping or just going to retail or going to restaurants, I think you'll find that movie going is a very relaxing and very safe experience. Absolutely. And we always talk about how much I always enjoy going to see this in Marcus because of the dream loungers. And just it, it's just such a, a great ambiance to go see a movie in. And we've talked about you and I have talked about before. The best surround system at home and the best, the biggest TV you can buy is never going to replace for me that movie-going experience. And you and I have talked about before that feeling of watching Avengers Endgame opening night with a crowd of people cheering when the hammer flies into Cap's hand. That's just not something you can create outside of a movie theater experience. No, and I've been watching a lot of movies over the past, you know, 13 months, 14 months at home, too, just like everyone else. And I can tell you. I think going into the summer, going into this May, what people are really looking for is an escape and an escape that only movies can provide in a theater because uh, I've been watching theaters, not, movies in a theater for quite some time. And I'll tell you, just being able to lock myself away for those two hours and zone in in those spectacular dream loungers with a spectacular sound, there's just something that I can't beat just sitting at home on my couch. It just, it just doesn't compare, frankly. I agree. And there's a lot of good movies out right now. I know we've told people about uh, Raya and the Last Dragon and Kong vs. Godzilla. Uh, nobody was out in theaters. You've got some other ones that you have that are on your uh, radar, some upcoming uh, releases and things like that, yeah? Yeah, I certainly do. And I think uh, when we look at everything coming out, I'll tell you, there's there's two releases coming up by Lionsgate, which are very interesting. They are betting everything on Samuel L. Jackson this summer. I mean, and why wouldn't they? If you look at what Samuel L. Jackson has done as a lead actor, he's been in over 50 films that account for over $4.3 billion at the box office. You had his supporting roles. He's almost up to $10 billion in the box office. And he does everything from action from the Avengers to the Star Wars prequels to Jurassic Park to Pulp Fiction, to The Negotiator, and The Time to Kill, to even guilty pleasure movies like Snakes in a Plane and Deep Blue Sea. So he really is very versatile. But um, the first of the two movies that I think is really going to overperform from Lionsgate comes out on May 14th, so in two weeks, and it's called Spiral. And this is a new chapter from the Book of Saw. Lionsgate is adamant that it's not just another Saw movie. This is an R-rated crime horror thriller that's for adults but it's not another saw movie it takes place in that saw universe and as far as comparison titles we're using the movie seven and what a great comparison title when you look at what david fincher did with uh brad pitt morgan freeman and kevin spacey and that one oh my gosh but uh spiral is actually chris rock in a serious role which i'm really looking forward to that He's a detective. He's in a cast and mouse game with this mastermind who's responsible for this new set of murders in the city. And Samuel Jackson is on board as his his father, who's also an esteemed police veteran, that's going to get wrapped up in all of this. So 
So watch out for Spiral. It's going to be definitely a great R-rated adult thriller, and I think that's going to outperform, and I think that one's going a little under the radar right now. And uh, the other one comes out in June, June 18th. It's called The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. <laughs> and if you remember the original, I Hitman's do. <laughs> Bodyguard, it, it, it surprised so many people in 2017, but in hindsight, shouldn't we have all seen it coming? Because it was the popcorn film of the summer that people really were looking for, and I think this one will be just the same. In this one, Ryan Reynolds returns, Samuel Jackson returns, and Selma Hayek returns as Samuel Jackson's wife. So... This is four years after their original encounter. All three of them get caught up trying to prevent a cyber attack in Europe. And all I can tell you is this. Whatever the final details of the plot shake up to be, one thing is certain. This is going to be the type of popcorn munchie throw ride that I think audiences are going to embrace. There's going to be some ludicrous action. It's going to be a big, (laughs) fun script. It's got established actors and characters. And... Once again, very fun to watch the big screen. So look out for those two from Lionsgate, Spiral and Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, because I think they're really going to catch some people out by surprise. And it's very exciting, too, because, you know, we all went through 2020 movies, got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, and some came out towards Labor Day. But I really feel like we're starting to see the studios kind of having some confidence and putting these movies out there and like, yep, we're, we're getting back to the movies. I feel like we're we're kind of ramping back up and everything is coming back. Oh, certainly. Now it's the time when studios are actually back in that big picture release game at the theaters. And I think it's great. We talked about people are looking for escape. They're looking for something to do. And I think these big budget popcorn flips are going to help them. But also, it's a great time this summer. We've got a mix of musicals. We've got a mix of horror. And there are certain characters such as Cruella DeVille, for instance, Hmm. that are coming back. They should provide the opportunity for nearly anyone who hasn't been to the movies in quite some time to really think about coming out, enjoy that experience again, and hopefully get right back on board where they left off many, many months ago. Absolutely. Um, we're talking with the director of marketing from Marcus Theaters, Mr. Brett Hoffman. Brett, are you okay to hold with us through our first break? Yeah, let's do so. Thanks. All right. We're going to come right back. We're going to chat more movies. And if you're listening online, I want to say hi to Jim Davis, Bill Blanky, and Barry King. Thank you all so much for listening. We're going to take our first commercial break, and we're going to come right back. So stick around. This is Michael Rooker, and uh, you're listening to geek to me Radio. Have a good time. We are back on geek to me Radio. This segment brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Justin's Comics. Justin's Comics is located in St. Charles. He has probably one of the most impressive array of variant covers. If you're wanting variant covers, Justin's Comics is the place to go to get them. He's got a big May sale extravaganza going on all month of May. 50 cent comics uh, in his back issues. Any any back issue under $7, just 50 cents. 50% off toys, games, and figures for in-store shopping only. He's got pre-orders online, up to 35% off. 
and 25% off new comics in store every day. So if you're waiting for new comic book day, I know DC comes out on Tuesday, Marvel comes out on Wednesday, go in there, 25% off all your new books. That's huge. It's well worth the drive. Justin's a great guy, runs a great shop, just kind of remodeled and kind of rearranged everything to kind of space everything out, and it looks great. If you haven't been out there, go check it out. Make sure you tell him James at Geek to Me Radio sent you. He'll be on later on this month to talk about uh, the big sale and some other stuff he's got going on in store. Right now we're talking to Brent Hoffman, the director of marketing for Marcus Theaters. They're opening up the Mid-Rivers Mall location, which we're very excited about. And we're going to have a showing of Wrath of Man just for my geek to me radio crew on Friday, May 7th. We're going to be there around, I'm going to try to get there around 6 o'clock. I'm going to try to do some giveaways. If you find me, come up and say hello. I'd love to meet uh, the listeners. And we're going to do a giveaway for a pair of tickets to see Wrath of Man at 645. We said 645, right, Brett? That's the showtime, yes. 645, uh, the Movers Mall location, Wrath of Man. You just heard the voice of Michael Rooker coming back from break. Michael Rooker is going to be in a new movie coming out in August, directed by his pal James Gunn. What is the movie? You can text me at 84126. Just put James St. Louis and tell me the name of the movie that Michael Rooker will be in coming out in August. Directed by James Gunn, and we'll give you two free tickets to come see Wrath of Man with us on May the seventh. Um, that's that's I know you know I'm a huge DC comic books nerd, and that's one of the ones I'm really looking forward to coming out is Suicide Squad. Well, yeah. Well, I guess we just gave away the trivia answer. So, oh <laughs> dang it! Answer. Good work. Yeah, good work, James. That's okay. We'll uh, we'll well. There you go. It's a freebie. So whoever can text in the number quick enough. Aren't I? Well, that's all right. This is the joys of live radio, Brett. But... Exactly, exactly. Well, maybe you'll go randomized on that one. You know, I'm looking forward to that one, too. I mean, it comes out kind of midsummer, And I think, again, I mean, you don't have a Marvel Avengers film. You have a Black Widow film coming out from there. But, you know, I really think this gives DC another chance to come back. People liked the first one. People have been a little so-so on recent DC releases, especially with the second Wonder Woman film. Yeah. So I think this is a chance for them to come back again. They've got new characters. They've got people, you know, they've got a lot of people in this one, especially like a John Cena and things like that. So it should make people excited about seeing this one. Um, and I don't know, what do you think is a real DC comic book fan of this one? And what are you looking forward to? As a DC comic book fan, I, A, James Gunn did great things. He's, he's just great. in the. I like the Belko experiment that he wrote. I've liked Slither that he wrote and directed. And I love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, obviously. But Suicide Squad, I've got that entire 66-issue run that John Ostrander did. And James Gunn is a comic book fan. He actually has John Ostrander, the writer of that series that I love, he has a cameo. He's the doctor putting the bombs in the neck of Michael Rooker uh, in the and we do have we do have a winner. Actually, it looks like uh, Dave from St. Louis Suicide Squad. Dave, you're welcome. If you heard me give away the answer like a moron, uh, you're, you're, the, you're the winner of those two free tickets. So, Dave, I have your number. I will text you back at that number. Um, James, there was a James from Illinois, it looks like, based in the area code. who came in uh, just a minute too, uh, too late. But, James, thank you for listening. And, yes, Suicide Squad's correct also. Um, but I'm very excited. I think James Gunn has a lot of respect for the comic book properties. And I think uh, with the cast he's got, David Dasmulchin, obviously Margot Robbie's back. Um, I think it looks really good. Yeah, so do I. I think that one's going to be great. I mean, I can tell you this much. I, I'm wondering what it might do at the box office just because we've kind of seen comic book films filter a little bit here over the past couple years. But 
Um, I'll tell you, it will probably be competing with, if you look at the three biggies this summer in terms of box office gross, I think you're looking at Suicide Squad. I think you're looking at Black Widow. And then I think you're looking at F9, which Hmm. I'll tell you, I'm very, very high on F9 as a picture. And I think that's because the time off, I think, has actually been great for that franchise because it's allowing the story to kind of simmer there. I think there might have been a little fatigue after Fast 8. But now I think audiences are just really excited. I think there is a great job being done marketing this film. Everyone's on board. And I think if you look at Vin Diesel and some of the stuff he's been doing on social to push this, it's been great as well. But what a better return to summer when you look at what audiences are really looking for. If you want to talk about ludicrous popcorn action, and I keep saying that, the Fast series is it. I mean, it, it came so much. It's, it's come so far from a movie that was premised on street racing originally yeah. to something that is now just over the top and I think really fun. So I would say Fast 9. I would say it's in very good contention to be the number one movie of the summer. Of course, we've got Black Widow in there, which is the heavy favorite. But right now, there's just been a, gr- a great job being done marketing Fast 9. And I think people are really in the mood for that type of picture. And we've also got uh, right around the time Black Widow comes out, I think a week later is Space Jam, which that's got a nostalgic factor to it that I don't think can be discounted. No, I mean, you look at the first one. The first one is obviously phenomenal. And that was so many years ago now. Um, 20 plus years ago, when you look at Michael Jordan and that one, this one, you get LeBron James, you get an established property with LeBron James, you get an established property with Space Jam and the Looney Tunes crowd. I think that's going to be great only because it translates to so many people. People yeah. love basketball. There's a, there's a great pedigree for basketball, both domestically and internationally, where I think this one is going to do just spectacularly. I think it's going to be do great in Asia and China and, and places where the NBA does very well from a telecasting standpoint. But I also think this is another great one because besides really small children, this is a movie that we call, it's an 8 to 80 picture. Anyone can go see this movie. 8 to 80, it might be 8 to 100. Whatever. My point is anyone can go see this movie. I think it's very accessible, and I think it's just another fun movie that people are going to enjoy during the summer. And we've got, uh, you you know, you mentioned uh, the F9. We've got a spinoff. We had Hobbs and Shaw and uh, the Rock, of course, is going to have another movie coming out, Jungle Cruise, based on a Disney ride, which Pirates of the Caribbean was great. So why not try Jungle Cruise? <laughs> yeah, when you look at that, uh, you know, some other properties that have tried to be based on rides haven't done as well. But when I look at this one, I'm actually very high on this. And I, I think I sent a note to you saying how high I was on Jungle Cruise. It feels to me like it could be another Jumanji-type movie. And when you look at Dwayne Johnson, he was obviously in those. When you look at how much people enjoyed those movies because they were just great action-adventure movies. Mm -hmm. And I think Dwayne Johnson could pull off another series starter here uh, because it will give family audiences that fun adventure they're looking for during the summer. He is great in pretty much anything he's done lately, and he's got – other great people along for the ride at this one as well. So look for the Jungle Cruise maybe to spawn a new series of adventures, um, and we'll see how that well that one does. But I'm really saying that this one is going to be one of those rides turned into movies that does quite well. And obviously we mentioned Suicide Squad. Congratulations again to Dave. Uh, I'm going to text you the number. Uh, we do have a, a, a text came in from a 618 area code, so somewhere in Illinois. They want to know when Top Gun 2 is coming out. I can't remember if... That got postponed again? 
Yes, it did. So it, it was originally going to be in the summer this year. It was going to be right along the 4th of July holiday. It has been pushed back, but don't fret. You're still going to see it in 2021. It has now become kind of a Thanksgiving time movie. So look out for it. November 19th, 2021, Tom Cruise returning as Maverick. So check them out around Thanksgiving, November 19th. There you go. James from Illinois. There is your answer. Brett's uh, got the answers at his fingertips. That's why we love having him on. Um, another one I'm excited about is August 13th, Don't Breathe 2. Um, that's the one, if I'm not mistaken, that was very suspenseful. I remember watching that one, not sure what it was going to be about going in, but that was a highly suspenseful movie. Oh, certainly. And when you look at this one, I mean, Don't Breathe 2, it's another thriller. It's another horror-type movie. And there's a lot of horror movies coming out this year during the summer that I think are going to give audiences that were looking for that a lot of different pictures to go see because on August 13th, you have don't breathe Two. on eight twenty seven. not to jump on you, but there's the movie, the Candyman, which is mm. kind of a reboot of Candyman, which when Candyman stuff goes on social media, it almost always explodes. Yeah. There is a pedigree for this. People love that first one. And I think late this August, which is a prime time usually for home movies to release Candyman is going to do quite, quite well. And if you want to look at another movie that I don't really think you can call a horror film, but actually it's a very good thriller, this Memorial Day, we're jumping all over the place, but in Memorial Day, you're going to have A Quiet Place 2 with John yeah. Krasinski directing that film. That's right. His wife, Emily Blunt, returns in the movie, and this time all those threats from the first film become expanded and the world kind of expands there. This was one, if you remember, a few years ago, took everyone by surprise. It came out in the spring. People thought it was going to be a decent movie, but it turned into a blockbuster and probably a franchise starter. So A Quiet Place 2 is going to kick off kind of the official summer release on Memorial Day weekend. And I think that one's just going to be stellar as well. And there are going to be some thrilling moments in that one. Maybe not too much like a horror film, but there'll be certainly thrilling moments in that one. Yeah, a lot of great stuff coming out we want to look forward to. And right before I let you go, uh, Shang-Chi, I know uh, that's been very anticipated with all the the hype from Marvel and all the different theories. I see fans posting stuff online all the time. That's going to be, I think, a huge hit for Marvel as well. Yeah, it comes out September 3rd. Not too much we know about that picture, but we're going to keep our eyes on it. Anything Marvel is usually good. Let's look out for this one. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm sure we can be on again when a couple more things get released from it, but I'm also looking forward to that one. Lots of stuff this summer coming out, James. We're really happy to be bringing it to everyone. And as we talked about, really happy to be bringing people to our new Mid-River Cinema this Friday, uh, May 7th. And happy to have you guys out and our winner from uh, from the trivia contest earlier. So happy to have you guys coming out this Friday as well. Very excited. Thanks for setting this up. And uh, like I said, if you're listening right now, MarcusTheaters.com is the website. You always hear me talk about it. You find the Marcus Theaters or Movie Tavern closest to you. Get your tickets. And like I have, download the app on your smartphone. You can get your concessions right there on the app. They'll be ready and waiting for you when you show up. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Brett. And we will look forward to having you on again very soon. Well, thanks very much, James. Have a great one. You too. And there he goes. Yeah, if you want to go see a good time at a, at a movie, there's uh, all the movies are coming out that we just discussed. There's a lot of great ones coming out. Make sure you do it at a Marcus Theaters, and uh, you know, let me know how you uh, how you liked it. So shoot me an email, geek to me radio at gmail dot com. Let me know uh, what you saw and how you liked your experience. And congratulations again to our winner, Dave. 
Uh, we're going to take our next commercial break. We're going to come right back and we're going to chat with Ella Rowan Chen, actor-director. Stand by. Hi, this is Henry Winkler. You're listening to Geek to Me Radio. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Welcome Wednesday, back to Geek days. to Me Radio. Henry Winkler, I had the pleasure of having him on. If you're new to the show and you're just hearing us either on the Big 550 KTRS or you're streaming us online on Instagram or uh, YouTube and Twitch, uh, go check out our archives. Go to geektomeradio.com. You can search by the people who we've had on the show before and listen to those particular episodes. And we uh, always enjoy having a variety of guests from the pop culture realm. Right now, my next guest is standing by patiently, Ella Rowan Chen. She's an actor and director. We're going to talk a little bit about her career, how she got involved in this crazy Hollywood business and more. Ella, how are you? Thank you for having me. Of course. So uh, acting and directing, I know you, you grew up in Shanghai, if I'm not mistaken, and did all your uh, original schooling there and everything before coming over here, correct? Yes, I was there till I was 18. So is there, because I, I know like I'm, when I was growing up, I remember seeing Bob Hope tap dancing on a boardroom table in one of his movies. And that kind of, I made my mom enroll me in tap dance class because I loved the, 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 that thrill. Do you remember your first movie or your first TV series that was like, wow, I want to do that? Yes. Well, um, I was seeing a kid's show actually back then. Um, and then it was called Happy Planet. Um, so basically in the show, there are a bunch of kid actors and I really wanted to be a part of that. So I call, like I remember seeing one of the shows and seeing that they're casting for a new season. And I called my mom. Uh, and I was like, hey, can I send it up? And then my mom was like, no. <laughs> so <laughs> that, was, um, that was kind of the first thing. But um, when I was in middle school, I had another show that was that is still very, very popular in China called, um, actually, I don't fully know what it's called in English. I think Empresses in the Palace. I, uh, it's on Amazon, I believe, okay. and YouTube. So I loved that show and the acting in that show was just phenomenal. So I, so I just wanted to be able to do what they're doing. And cause I felt so much while I was watching the show, I wanted to be able to do that and impact other people. So that's when the seat was really planting then. It, um, the kids show was kind of a first thing, but it wasn't when I was like really thinking about it. But um, I think Empresses in the palette made me really, palace made me really want to be an actor. And then you've also done directing and everything, too. And I find it interesting because some actors, they just want to act. And then we have people who do both acting and directing. And then we've got people who have that directing side of their brain. So what what made you decide to try your hand at directing? And do you have a preference, acting or directing? Um, I started to do more directing when I was uh, more in college. Um, Honestly, I was having a hard time acting then. And directing (laughs) seemed going really well. So I kind of went along with it. Um, I still love directing though, but at some point I was directing my actors and then I would see them and think, I actually really want to be do- up there and doing it again. And then the thought, like the, th- the thinking of it just kind of built up. And then I was like, okay, if I'm constantly feeling like I want to act, maybe I should act again. So I feel like in re- like recently in the past two or three years, I've been doing more acting than directing. Uh, but I'm very excited to get back to it at some point. Um, recently, I've been writing a short film um, and then I'm not directing it myself, but I'm writing it and producing it. 
um, with another friend. So I'm very excited to also have that part of my brain on and yeah. just, you know, overall be a storyteller. I feel like right. it's kind of a cool, like very cliche thing to say, but it is true that we're just storytellers. So this is something you're writing and producing. What was the conscious decision that you want? Did you want to kind of turn the directing over to somebody else so you didn't have too many hands on it? Or was it just kind of like giving somebody else an opportunity to direct your thing and kind of have someone else explore your vision? Um, I When I was directing, I mainly did theater directing. And for this film, because um, I wrote it for so long and I'm also producing it, I do want another collaborator on the project. And also because I'm acting in the show, uh, in the in the short movie. So I don't think I will be fully like in it when I, if I'm directing, producing and acting all at the same time. Right. Um, for me, it's more important for the story to be good rather than me feel like, oh my God, I'm an tour director i wrote it i direct it i'm in it um so for me i feel like having a collaborator is better for this project maybe at one day i will write and direct something or direct and be in something but i think for this project it is a little too much for me to like write produce direct and act so, um so i so i i'm very i love my director she's really great she has been in multiple film festivals like a lot of the really big ones um, and she has even been in like Oscar qualifying festivals. So hmm. I'm very excited to see what she brings to the table. And I know you, you've worked with Mark Aceto, who was one of the playwrights on George Takai's Allegiance. Um, yes. So do you like when, when you're in these circles, do you bounce ideas off them or is it just kind of like a collaborative uh, thing or is it just like, I'm friends with this guy. And, you know, do you have them like, Hey, I just wrote this, look at it. <laughs> Um, I feel like for that specific show, it was very collaborative because we were in a developmental process. Um, the play was still developing. And for us, sometimes I would have like, I would be confused about something and then I'll ask um, Marcosito and then the director, and then they will give us an answer. Or sometimes um, I remember there was this very specific joke. Like, I don't know if it's still in the show now, but um, when we were doing it the translator didn't get what it was and then kept giving me one note and then i we and i clarified it with them and that helped the translating process as well so that show was very i loved working on that show um there were a lot of great people in that room and um i played one of the leading characters so that was really fun uh, i'm very excited i really hope i get to work with all of them again sometime soon and I know it's been uh, people have been watching Broadway because obviously the pandemic just brought everything to a screeching halt. And I think if I'm not mistaken, the last thing I saw, they said Broadway and everything, all the plays in New York should hopefully be reopening. I think they're looking at fall of 21. I think September. Oh, good. I think okay. September. Yeah. But smaller productions can slowly get back to normal now, I think, already. Or even at full capacity. I saw it on the news. I'm not sure how true it is, but that's what I saw. And so I, I obviously, because there's so many actors who <laughs> are kind of right. We've, we've talked to several directors and writers who are, this is what they're doing. They've kind of hunkered down. And they're kind of using this time to write and kind of hone their craft and everything like that, because there's not much else they can do. So that's got to be, has the pandemic, have you found it to be a, a way for you to just kind of write and focus on that part now that you're kind of engaging that side of your brain as well? Um, I think it did, but I think it did. Um I spent like the past like eight, seven, eight months writing and rewriting the short film that I'm doing. Um, so I feel like, yes, but at the same time, um, 
there were a lot of like anxiety around like how our industry would be like yeah. uh, even though now things are like really getting starting to get back to normal for a long time everyone was just kind of like okay so like let's shoot for this date but there's a huge likelihood that that thing will be pushed so that was how uh, and then like everything you have to be really really careful like you had to have like a really small crew and then sometimes actor had to shoot in their rooms um so overall like i was glad that i had this project going on but in terms of like a lot of things there were a lot of worry in this industry and then uh people were all starting to like people a lot of people i knew like were um really thinking doubting about if this industry is for them like they started to pick up more uh, uh, like more other side gigs or other um hobbies so it was a very worrying time, but I'm glad we are almost at the end of it. I'm fully vaccinated, so I'm very excited. So you're, you're good to go and, and ready to get back out there. <laughs> yes, oh, but also I still wear a mask if it's needed, but right, yes, exactly. I am very, very excited. <laughs> There's so many people just want to get back to work. I know it's great that we're kind of, I always say, I use the expression here, we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, I think, finally, mm -hmm. from all this. Uh, we're talking with Ella Rowan Chen for the rest of the hour here. If you have a question and if you want to uh, pick Ella's brain for any reason, you can feel free to shoot us a text, 84126, and just put, you know, so I know who to give the shout-out to, James from St. Louis, if it was me texting in, for example, and my question for Ella is, and you can ask her a question. We'll get it on the air if we can. We're going to take our next commercial break. Ella, you're okay to stick with us? Yeah. Perfect. We will come right back, and we'll chat more with Ella Rowan Chen right after this, so please stand by. Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith, Silent Bob. You're listening to Geek to Me Radio, man. This is the only radio show that the guy does Batman Beyond listens to for his geek news. Kevin Smith, of course, of Clerks fame, just went to the Movies Pop-Up restaurant in St. Louis this weekend that they had. If you get a chance to go to one of those, uh, they're not a show sponsor any reason or anything like that, but if you get a chance to go to one of those Movies Pop-Up that Kevin Smith is doing at a lot of these restaurants that are kind of smaller restaurants that have had impacted by COVID, please go. because It's a great way to support that restaurant, and it's just a lot of fun. It was a great experience. Uh, we had the cow tipper and the hater tots, and they had uh, they po they usually partner with a local brewery to do a, mo a movies brew. Say that five times fast. Uh, I want to give a shout out real quick before I forget because I forgot the past couple of Sundays. Max on movies. Make sure you're listening on Saturday nights here on the Big Five Fifty KTRS. He gave my show a nice shout out. Uh, on his show, and I meant to do the same and reciprocate. Maxim Movies on Saturday night here on 550 KTRS. And, of course, I want to tell you about our premier sponsor very quickly, the City of St. Charles, the Greater St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau. Uh, we just talked about with uh, our guest, Ella, we talked about the light at the end of the COVID tunnel here coming through. People are wanting to get back out and travel. It's, we've uh, The Alter Travel Show heard here on the Big 550. They were talking about how people are lining up to do tours again. They want to get back out there. If you've not been to St. Charles and you're from out of town, it's a great place to come. There's all the history elements. There's food up and down the street that you won't believe. And there's a lot of these unique shopping and dining experiences. Uh, if you're here locally and you've not been, go ride a bike on the Katy Trail. Go play with your dog in Frontier Park. Get out and enjoy the nice weather that we've got here now that spring is uh, right around the corner. 
And there's not a bad time to be had from, like I said, the dining things. You want to go to Salt and Smoke, Tompkins House. If you're of 21 and you want to get some nice cocktails, uh, go down the street to North Main, get a gooey butter milkshake, for crying out loud. If that doesn't sound wonderful, I don't know what does. You might not want to do that before you ride the Katy Trail, though, just as I'm thinking about it out loud. But one or the other, you won't have a bad time either way. Uh, you can do it all from the website, discoverstcharles.com. That's discoverstcharles.com. You can plan your trip right there. As we always say, it's an historically good time. Chatting for the rest of the hour with actor, director, and I've just learned writer, Ella Rowan Jen, uh, talking about all about her projects. It's got to be very interesting because I know uh, English is not your native language. So when you're performing now, is is there any, is there like a, a brain difference? Because I speak a little French, and if I had to perform in, in French, I'd lose my mind. I wouldn't be able to do it. So obviously you're fluent, but is there uh, any challenge that you found to be a difficult thing? Um, I think as of right now, no, because I've been here for a while. At first, definitely, yes. Even though when I first came here, I was already pretty fluent. I didn't have as much strong connection to the language as I do now, because I've been immersed in it for five years now. Um, When I first moved here and started acting, I feel like sometimes there is, like, I had to do this thing where, like, I want to think, think of what it is in Chinese and how I feel about it. And then I like, kind of transport that feeling into English. But now if I'm reading a text, I would kind of already get what if like what it should sound like or what like what the writer asked for or what the tone of the show or the TV or the movie is now. So now it not as much, but before definitely it was hard and I had a long time to like I, ha- I had to spend some time to adjust to it. And there's obviously uh, the West versus the East, the cultural difference, everything like that. Um, when you're when you're writing and directing, obviously you want to kind of bring a part of yourself to that, but then you've got to kind of, I guess, balance it for the 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 time, the culture, the audience, everything like that. When you're when you're writing or you're directing, how do you find that balance to be, especially for something you're writing of your own? Um. I actually, in terms of writing and directing, I feel less pressure to uh, like pretend to be someone else. Like when you're acting, you are literally pretending to be someone else. But when you're directing and acting uh, or like directing and writing, um, it feels like when I'm directing a theater piece, for example, if I see a text, I'm normally projecting my own world value my own point of view onto that shell so it doesn't matter as much that i'm from china there are some like core values that every human nature share like we value family value individual growth we want to be successful we want to have a good life all these things are very common for everyone like for instance there's this show um death uh death of a salesman classical american yeah american uh, theater canon piece um when i'm directing it i think of a lot of the family value that's in the show like um the father want the want the son to succeed and that in chinese we have a saying like we want the son to be a dragon um so that kind of really stuck with me while i was directing the piece i wanted to highlight that and when i'm writing like well, i don't write that much but um for the piece that i'm writing out now it's very personal to me and it's like my experiences here in the united states so i'm fully me in that writing and I feel like like I'm when I'm writing it I had while I was writing it I had to like really dig deep into how I felt about certain things what were the things that triggered this feeling for me what were that thing like 
that made me feel happy or like satisfied, fulfilled. I had to really dig deep into those and then project them onto the page or like externalize them on the page. So you said you haven't, you know, this is, I guess, your first writing project. What was it? What was the impetus? Because obviously you're, you're acting and directing. And if that's not busy enough for you, you decided to take on writing. What was the what was the drive to write this particular? And I, I don't want you to get into details of the story because I want you to give anything away if you can't or, you know, <laughs> to ruin anything coming out. But if you could talk a little bit about what was that drive to write, to write in general, but write this particular story. Um. I think when I was going through that situation, I felt very, very alone. I don't feel like there are a lot of people who would, who went through the same experiences. And I feel like that was a very unique point of view to have. So I wanted to share that point of view with a lot of people. And then when I was actually like sharing it with other people, um, I was very surprised to see how many people like had like really feel the same things or really Mm -hmm. understood it. And um, that was really, really moving to me. And that even for people who are not from here or who are, uh, or even for people who are from here or people who haven't, um, I guess, lived in another country, they also felt um, some empathy towards it. And that really moved me. And I really hope, like we're going to production this June. Oh, wow. So I'm very, very, yes, I'm very, very excited to see uh, how it comes to life. Yeah. So is this is this something like you're producing it? Do you have a, a deadline like well, I want it to be out and finished? I mean, are you going to kind of take it as a, obviously I think most productions you've got a, a set like I want to have it out and finished. We're going to give us this long to shoot. What What's your time frame? Like when do you expect this will be out for people to consume? Um, I really hope, but that is just my own personal uh, preferences. We also have to see how it goes in like post-production. I really hope that it will be out. Um, by September oh, or wow, October, okay. uh, because it's only sh- because it's a short film, so it's not as long for post production. And then, from what it seems like right now, it doesn't require a lot of like uh, special editing or effects. It just really needs to stay true to the nuances and details of the script. Um, so I hope it doesn't take too long. Um, since we're shooting in like the week, uh, it seems right now from um, June sixteenth to twenty third. Um, probably five days in that. Wow. Week, okay. So. so let's see how it goes. I'm very <laughs> excited. Um, obviously, I, like, let's see how it goes. Yes. So it begs the question then, are there any uh, any inklings of putting it into some show like uh, some like there's all sorts of film festivals Do you plan to submit? Because uh, I know the deadlines on those come up and I can't remember when like Sundance is and everything like that. But uh, that usually Sundance is usually in February. Any any ideas of submitting it has already been submitted to some of the ones that need to be submitted to in time or you're going to kind of see how the product comes out first and go from there? We're going to see how the product comes out first. I don't want to rush it because when I first started writing a project, I really wanted to rush. I really wanted to get it out as soon as I can. And that wasn't a really great feeling. I just wanted it to get done rather than wanting the story to be heard and to be good. So uh, I don't have like, that's why I said like, I want it to be out by October, but I'm not exactly sure. Um, And then I don't want it like really hone in on one specific festival and then just go for that deadline i don't really yeah. want to do that um, Extra because pressure i don't feel don't like need. it works for me <laughs> some people it works for some people it doesn't i guess for this specific project it doesn't work for me as well so 
Yes, I definitely, I definitely want to submit it to festivals, though. So hopefully, it'll be out in one of the festivals, and I can let you know. <laughs> Perfect. And with every, with obviously, not that that's not enough to keep you busy with everything you're doing. What other stuff do you have that people can look for you in? Are you uh, directing anything else? Are you acting in anything else right now that people can watch for you? Um, as of right now, no. This project is taking much like all of my time. I can imagine. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> but uh, hopefully, one of the voiceover things I did. Uh, earlier in the year and sometime uh, sometime in 2020 as well will come out um hopefully but that will be in china that would be okay. like a 4d thing so oh. i'm very very excited to see i'm very very excited to see it in person when i can travel again and to like hear my voice and then get like moved by a chair and have water sprayed on my face <laughs> i'm very excited for that um but it, it seems that that project is coming out in august and I was also very lucky to work with um, a Grammy and Emmy Award winner on that project. It was so cool. And then uh, our director had directed like SNL sketches before. We had another producer on the sh uh, on this project who has directed like oh he, he wasn't actually a, he didn't direct he wrote and produced one of the twelve film twelve oh I can't speak today. Sorry, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, twelve films. So. I'm very excited to see how that goes. And we'll also let you know when that comes out. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now we can correspond. So, yeah, I'm happy to help promote it and uh, uh, tweet about it and everything else. And we're kind of coming to the end of the hour here. These hours fly by so quick with the live radio show. Tell people where they can find you online. Uh, I know you've got your website, uh, or social media as well. Tell people where they can look for you. Yes. Um, so my website is www.ellarowanchen.com. So how my name is spelled. And then also on Insta, just Ella Rowan Chen. Perfect. And yeah, we'll put a link up to your website in the show notes. So anyone listening, uh, when this goes up online, you can find the website that way. Very exciting. Uh, I can't wait to see the movie when it's all said and done. So please have uh, email me a link. I'd love to see it. And uh, we'll uh, continued success to you. Hopefully we'll be able to talk again maybe next year after all this stuff, uh, if you win film festivals with us. Yes. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> I really, then I really, I really, really want to talk to you again. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time. Ella Rao and Chen, you can check out her website and we look forward to talking to you again very soon. Thank you. Thank bye -bye. you. Take care. And we want to make sure that uh, once again, if you're uh, checking out the website, geektomeradio.com, because we just had a rebranding and redid that completely not that long ago. So you can go to the geektomeradio.com and check that out. I'm trying to make sure I covered everything. We said Max on movies, right? I said hello to everyone on Instagram. I said hello to everyone on uh, YouTube and Twitch. So thank you guys for tuning in, all you guys who do watch this and who, if you're listening out there on the Big 550 KTRS and are streaming this online because I know a lot of people stream it outside of the city. Um, but it, it's such a great feeling to be back on the radio. I love doing the live shows, and we do have online shows as well. So we're doing two shows a week now, and you can find the online show Wherever you get your podcast from, be it uh, Anchor.fm is our main one. We have Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. There's Player FM, which I just found today as I Googled myself. Not that I Google myself very often, but I Googled it and Player FM came up. But wherever you get your podcast from, if you would subscribe to geek to me Radio, we'd greatly appreciate that. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button there. We want to try to up the subscribers and hit the little bell notification so every time we do a live like this, or anytime we post a new show, uh, you will get a notification about that as well. I'm just trying to make sure we don't have anything else that I'm covering. Joey, am I forgetting anything? 
The Colin Mockery. So we had Colin Mockery on last week. In case you didn't get to see that show, that's also up online at geektomeradio.com. But Joey did a great thing. So he took a clip that we had because he talked about his first movie ever, which was uh, Space Hunter Adventure in the Forbidden Zone. Colin Mockery's first movie. He talked about that, and it was a really funny story. So Joey took that clip and put underneath the clip that you're seeing right now, if you're streaming this, of us doing the show, uh, little the titles and Colin Mockery popping up and kidnapping Molly Ringwald. Uh, so that's a great thing if you go to Instagram or we have it up on our social medias as well on YouTube and everything like that. But it's a great little bite-sized thing you can see. Uh, so thanks to Joey for doing that and for doing all the video stuff. So Joey comes in and runs all this stuff and sets the video up. And uh, the show literally, I've told him before, wouldn't be able to do it without Joey V., as my executive producer, it's always great to have him on here. If you have a suggestion for a guest, if you'd like someone I'd like to reach out to and uh, try to get on, I'm always open to suggestions. You can email me at geektomeradio at gmail.com. I know for the rest of the month, we have uh, Gene Turnbow from Sci-Fi Radio who will be on next week, along with the people who run the James Bond Lexicon. We'll get into Die Another Day and talk about uh, some of the other, not Die Another Day, the new one that's com- I can't think of the name of the movie. There's been so many die. There's Goldeneye, Die Another Day, Live and Let Die. The new James Bond movie that's been postponed three times. We'll talk about that next week as well. And we've got Stan Bush coming up, which I'm very excited about uh, on May 18th. And that'll be the show. I'm sorry, 16th. That'll be the show that Justin Burnett will be on from Justin's Comics talking all about that. Thank you all for tuning and listening. Thank you all for supporting the show. Make sure you go to geek2meradio.com and check out the Patreon link. And the Amazon Prime link, if you go there, shop on Amazon as you normally would, and we get a small percentage of whatever you buy, be it a lawnmower, a Funko Pop, or anything else. Until next week, my friends. This is James Enstall, host of geek to me Radio, and I have a mission for you. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. The next time you want to buy something from Amazon, go to geek2meradio.com first and click our Amazon affiliate link. Simply shop like you normally would, and when you check out, a small percentage will go to supporting the show. So remember, the next time you want to search Amazon for the latest Game of Thrones Blu-ray or Sonic Screwdriver, Allons-y! click through from geek2meradio.com first. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds.